Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Listening to the Bleachers Creatures Yankees podcast, part of Elite Sports Radio. Okay, today is Wednesday, April 3rd, episode 5 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York. I'm James Kelly, and I'm here with my co host, Rob Ulrich. And I'm just at a loss for words about how the first week of the season has gone. I feel like this is just a tactic by the Yankees to get me to overreact right away. And I'm trying not to, but they're not really giving me any reasons to, to believe that. I mean, it's, it's so demoralizing. I just, I feel so sad all the time. The Yankees are just making, they were supposed to bring me joy this year, Rob. Joy. I mean, yeah, I, everything that could go has gone wrong with the offense so far is a nightmare scenario. Everything that could have gone could go wrong has gone wrong for the Yankees on offense as of right now. An absolute nightmare. I mean, it, it, why can't they hit the ball? Their offense is supposed to be their strength. Why can't we hit the ball? That's the one thing we're supposed to be do be able to do better than anyone else, except maybe throw relief innings. But for the most part, you know, the offense is supposed to carry us. A week ago, we were saying Tulo is in the nine hole. Like this is a good team. I mean, it's only six games into the season, but as of right now, we only have two players, two players according to this, that are batting 275 and above, and that's Aaron Judge at 333 and the world's greatest hitter, DJ LeMayu, at 438. Oh, yeah. the, well, next, the next highest average is Torres at 250. DJ, there has never been a greater hitter on the face of the earth than DJ. He is by far... Uh, he's made more contact than I think anyone's made the entire year combined. 
I think he has more singles, and he's walking too. His OPS is through the roof. Yeah, he's been great so far. He's been worth every single penny that we've gotten, and hopefully he's playing out. And obviously he's going to get a lot more playing time now with our boy Andujar down. But Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset about that too. Because we were at the game on Monday, and we had no idea about the Andujar news until we watched the Yankees win, we're going back to the car, and then all of a sudden we come out and I open up my phone, and it's just blown up with text messages that Miguel Andujar might be done for the year. They just ruined the whole night for me. Yeah, I didn't but, care for it. I mean, it sucks that he's gone, and I think he's probably done for the year. I wouldn't. I had no reason to believe otherwise. But this is why you sign a guy like Mayhew for situations like this. And obviously, it's been panning out right now. So that's great that he's going to see more time, more at bats. But you don't want to see a guy like Andujar go down. Um, no, absolutely not. Especially not in his sophomore season. Yeah, you know, rookie of the year runner-up last year. Many people believe that he was the rookie of the year. I believe that to be true. Um, it, it should have at least been close. Yeah, it should have been closer than it was. But you just don't want to see a guy like that go down so early and really demoralizing to a team that has so many people hurt already and it just continues to happen again and again, as you see today. Well, Tulo is probably destined Tulo. for the IL too. Which is absurd. And now we just have another guy going on the IL. It's like Thanos just snapped his fingers and instead of people. That's what I'm drift, saying. During, oh, the game, spoil it. during the game, Tulo was on his way to New York Presbyterian. Like that's how bad it was. He was already on his way to the hospital. Wasn't yeah, hanging. There was just no chance of him. Like yeah. the training staff was like, We can't handle this. You need to go see an actual doctor right now. Yep. Which so, is not not a good not sign good to at see all. At all. I just I didn't get to actually see the post game press conference, but I I want to see Boone when he explained it. Because when he explained the Anduhar situation, there was still a lot up in the air. But you could just tell by the way he was talking about it. Like, yikes, this is bad. He is very concerned about this situation. Even if he's not specifically saying so, if he's trying to downplay it a little bit, it is not working. We know he is extremely worried. Yeah, and I don't think this is as severe as the Anduhar situation. Because Tulo you know, wasn't supposed to be the everyday guy. He's just kind of here till DD comes back. You know, he goes down, but now your boy Tyler Wade gets more playing time. It's probably going to be Love Tyler Wade. Torres at short, you would think. Wade now playing second base every day, I would assume, right? Yeah. And, they worked. They were having great first And now it's just a lineup for opening day that seemed so unstoppable has already gone to shit. It's already in shambles. You know, like you look at this and it's, you don't want to say it's reminiscent of that one lineup in, what was it, 2013 they posted? No, don't it? say it. Don't say it. It's just, don't I know it. it's not no, as bad. I'm just saying it's from what the lineup's supposed to be, and then you're looking at it, the box score right now, and you're just like, oh, my God. You know, we have one, two, three, four, five, five guys above 200 right now, batting average. Five guys. Yeah. That, six that games in. Again, it's six games, fine, whatever call it what it is but my god i'm getting a little worried uh, on a scale of one to ten how worried are we uh i'm a solid six which i would classify six as a shook for the whole season for the whole season or like, as a, like on the scale as a whole season yeah no, I'm, i would say i'm a two worried at the current okay. moment like going to the next games upcoming i'm a six i'm a solid shook Okay, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm very, pretty I'm, solidly shook, too. I'm shook right now. Especially because it's the Orioles who especially are apparently the best team the in baseball. exact opposite has happened of what we thought was going to happen. You know, we thought we were going to hit the piss out of the ball and just be knocking it all over the ballpark. But now, 
all of a sudden we can't even drive in more than one goddamn run, and our pitching's been lights out, and we thought the pitching was going to stink. We yeah, were going to beat every team 12 to 10 and, you know, just hit the ball over the place, and now it's like, holy crap, we can't even score more than one run. The only really bad start was Jay Happs, and even his, like, there's an excuse built in. He had a three-hour rain delay ahead of time. And it's like, I know, like, it's not really an excuse. You should be able to come out and pitch, but you're an idiot if you think that waiting around for over three hours to start a game is not going to affect the way that that guy pitches. You're an idiot, yeah, and I, you're just, being, you're just looking for a fight. This is the way we're starting off against two teams that are supposed to be at the bottom of the barrel this year in baseball. No, so, not at all. We're two and four now, which is... Yeah, I'm concerned. Same, pro- same problem last year. We couldn't beat the last place teams, and that's frustrating, you know? It's even more frustrating because... Our friends to the north are off to just as bad of a start as us, and this would be a perfect time to build a solid lead on them, but we can't even do that because we're just losing to these minor league teams. Yeah, I, I would really like, like, this is the perfect opportunity. This is the part of the season where if we were able to get out to a good lead over the Red Sox, we could look back on it when the division's been won and say, look, that was the difference right there. Right there, when we had a good start to the year, we were, we were playing ahead the entire year. But now we're just both bad. Both teams are bad. Yeah. And I guess what concerns me the most is not necessarily the losing and not even the injuries per se. What really concerns me is the fact that the issues that we had last year with runners in scoring position are the same issues we're having this year. And we're just not getting yeah. yeah, we're just not getting runs across the board. Which is absurd. Because if we don't it's like if we don't hit a home run, then there's no runs coming in. I know that's the analytics approach, walk home or strike out, but at some point you have to say, well, let's bunt the guy over because the offense isn't working. Maybe we can squeeze out a single instead of a double and just you're just pushing a run across. If you got guys on first and second with no outs, bunt them over. Get, them, get one guy in sack fly position. Sack fly is underrated. Shout out Joe's McFly. Yeah, I agree. Just not moving runners over at all on the base path. Just... Very, very concerning. Today, you know, tough break with the line drive hitting Judge right in the ankle. That, like, who knows if that would have drove in a run or whatnot, but just a lot of things not breaking our way right now. A lot of injuries. And then you want to start with today's game or Monday's game? Which way you want to work? Uh, let's, uh, let's start with Monday's game. Let's, let's talk about the one we were actually at and had a good time at before Miguel Andujar's news ruined my day. Yep. Uh, so we went to the game on Monday. The Yankees won 3-1, to one, which was great. Domingo Herman had a really solid start. He walked a couple guys in the first inning, but he bounced back nicely. And Gary Sanchez and Brett Gardner, Gardner both homered, which was awesome. I didn't think we'd see Brett, Brett Gardner homer that. for months. Brett, Brett needed that oh, so yeah. bad. And I think he had a slap single, too, at one point, right? I think he had a pretty decent night that day, from what I remember. I'm yeah, not going to the box score. Two I'm hits, be one un- home run. I'm going to be unprofessional about it. <laughs> No, he had two hits, one home run. He scored, yeah. Uh, he got a day off today. Uh, Talkman was out in center field, which was Brick Gardner's first day off this year, which is also something I didn't think we were going to have to worry about was figuring out a way to get Brick Gardner days off. I know, like, we're, our field is absolutely decimated. We just have everyone just, on the We're injured decimated list. all over the place right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we're missing so many guys. If you throw Jordan Montgomery and Ben Heller, I know Ben Heller wasn't really that much of a factor, but if you throw Jordan Montgomery and Ben Heller into the mix, you're talking about 10, 11 guys on the injured list already. There's yep. only 40 men on the roster. 
that's one fourth of our team. 25% of our players are not playing. I'm just going to say it, that's bad. Very that's bad. Not a good situation. Very bad. Very concerning. Uh, Mike Tockman, I think this is what his third game in a row. Uh, uh, yes. I don't love I that. Every game in the series. I don't love that at all. No, especially because when they traded for him, all the all um, Michael Paul and uh, David could say is that they don't know what they got in this guy, and he's playing every damn day. So it's just, it's not yeah. good. I I truly didn't think that we were going to see him a single time. Maybe maybe as a defensive substitution late, but I truly didn't think that that it was going to be an issue. But just we're expected to get CC back next week, which That's is good news. Yeah. But as it stands right now on the injured list, it's Sabathia, Andujar, Stanton, Batanzas, Ellsbury, who's not real, Didi, Ben Heller, Aaron Hicks, Luis Severino, and Jordan Montgomery. Like, these are some of our best players. Yeah, it's just, there's just no logical explanation for it at the moment. I'm pretty worried about Jordan Montgomery when he comes back. He was so good for us for so long. He he barely got any credit for it. He had an under four ERA in his. When's he projected year. to come back? Um, it's it's tough because he had, I mean, he had Tommy John surgery, so his timeline is a few months out. But that could change really quickly if he's progressing quickly. Maybe they rush him back. I would prefer that they don't. I prefer they don't do that. But if they rushed him back because they needed starter help. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. He doesn't he doesn't throw particularly hard. I don't think elbow injuries are going to really plague him for very long. He's crafty. He's a crafty lefty. He's got a great curveball. But back to Monday's game. Um, oh, yeah. The stadium experience was intense. It was wild. There was, like, n nobody there. Yeah. It was pretty empty. I would. They said the, the what was it? The ticketed? They, the, the ticket sold was 32,000. There was maybe 10,000 people there. Yeah. If you, uh, if I guess 16. If I would say somewhere between that range is probably what the real attendance was. Frigid night. Uh, early start, though, which I was kind of a fan of it. Yeah, I liked it because we, we got game, off we right over done the by game. 930. Home by 1030. It was nice. Yeah, Our only concern was getting there in traffic, which we, we did. Crushed which was fine. We crushed it. Oh, Unbelievable. yeah. Almost fought the guy in the parking unit. That was great. Oh, yeah. That guy, he just tried to rip you off. He saw he saw us roll up, and he's like, oh, these kids look like chumps. Yeah, so what happened was is I bought the spot beforehand on Spot Hero, um, and they make you enter in your make and model of your car, and they sometimes charge you an oversized fee, which is fine, but I have a Scion, so it's just like um, a normal size, a normal size Scion, so it's like the world's smallest car in the world. And the guy gets, we get in there and he's like, oh yeah, that's a $5 fee for an oversized vehicle. And now my girlfriend's in the front seat and James is in the back seat. And I'm like, uh, according to your website, I'm what in the clear. Like, about this? Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, anything over 181 inches. And this is the line that made James lose it in the back seat. I just stare at the guy dead serious. I'm like, well, you got a tape measure? Like, how are you going to prove to me right now that, that this car is over 181? You had the confirmation in your hand where you were like, look, this is the make and model of the car. Your system said it's fine. Never tried telling us that my reservation wasn't there. And he's like, 50 bucks, you could park here. And I was like, buddy, like, I already paid you. Like, I don't know I what you're talking about. Right yeah. Here, yeah. So that was interesting. And then we couldn't find our other buddy for 
20 oh, minutes yeah. leading up to the game. No answers from him whatsoever. The tickets were free, so it wasn't a big deal. We tell him to go to Will Call, and we see him walk up to the Will Call window as James is handing the Will Call office the ticket. So to, in order to leave a ticket, you have to go inside the stadium. You can't leave it outside. So us three went in, and we, we tell him that we're leaving the ticket at Will Call. We give it to the inside t- Will Call as he goes up to the ticket window outside to ask for it. All they had to do was I turn around. Too. I told him, listen, my buddy is literally right there. He's right in that stall. Just hand him the ticket. Somehow, he ended up missing an inning. Like, I, I, don't, I really don't know how it happened. He's like, I don't know. They're saying they don't have the ticket. I'm like, yeah, buddy, I, I gave it to them. Friend. Yeah. But this, this friend of ours, he's, he's an enigma. He's an interesting character, for well, sure. Invest in gold. Invest in gold is his advice. Yeah, worried about his capital loss on a stock he lost $30 on. That's what I'm talking yeah. about during baseball games. It was just, my favorite part of it was that like he didn't work at all during the day. He had the day off, and I told and him, I said, hey, buddy. But he could have gotten there so early, and he, he played it so close to the chest for well, no reason. I was, I was texting him all day. I was like, buddy, we're going to be there at 6 o'clock, all right? We have all the tickets, so plan accordingly because you got to be there at 6, and he doesn't show up till almost 6.30 when the game starts, and we're just waiting outside, and we're like, all right, like we got to get in now. We, there's nothing we can do. That we're going to leave the ticket at Will Call. He's late, whatever. He did not plan accordingly when I told him to plan accordingly. Yep, but uh, game was great. Seats were awesome. Got the classic. Got to buy your two beers when you first get there. You know, so don't save the trips. Got our bucket of chicken tenders and french fries. That was awesome. That Wish bucket is really bucket. irresponsible. I have an issue with it. Everyone always posts their pictures of them having their bucket. Oh, I love it. Online. And it led me to believe. It's actually not that, that bad of a deal. No, no, it's a great deal, but it all the everyone posts their pictures of it online, and it led me to believe that this is something you can finish by yourself. It, it's not. It's eight chicken tenders and a pound of French fries. Who could finish that on their own? Bucks. I wish the beer was that good of a deal. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. I had no chance of finishing the bucket. I pretty much ate like I, I don't know. I maybe ate half of it. I gave our buddy some. I also gave him one of my two beers. He did not get me a second round. So. Calling him out right there. It was on you though, thinking he was gonna do that. No, I know. But I just felt so bad. We were all we were talking, we we're having a good time, and he's just sitting there beerless. Like, you can't go to a ball game beerless, man. It's a ball game. It's hot dogs and beer. Or chicken tenders and french fries. Yeah. Well that it was a very good chicken tenders and french fries meal for the one fourth of it that I actually did eat. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a fun time. Uh on to Tuesday and Wednesday, uh where they were not as fun. Tuesday, the Yankees lost three to one. Tanaka was okay. He didn't give up a lot of runs, but he did give up eight hits. Um, Chapman was the one who ended up picking up the loss. It was a tie game in the top of the ninth, and he gave up two runs, which wasn't great to see. Although his velocity was up, so I guess maybe he is starting to get into the swing of it. Uh, Clint Frazier was the only one with an RBI, and it was on a sack fly, which is underrated, as we know. Uh, And the greatest hitter of all time, DJ LeMahieu, had two hits. So a uh, nice, nice little game for some people, but for the most part, they struggled. Yeah, they struggled immensely. Didn't I don't have the stats on them from me. How many times did Judge strike out that game? Did he strike out like three or four times? Um, that he had struck out twice on Tuesday. I think you're thinking of that was I think over Sunday. the weekend against the Orioles. Sunday he struck out four times in yeah, one game, which was that was not good. No, but, but his like, his strike like his average is still crazy high, but his strikeouts are high. But again, it's kind of I guess what you just expect with him at this point. But 
the strikeouts are really getting old, and we'll get into that more. Yeah, we'll I don't think I think game. part of the problem but, is that when you're missing Didi in the lineup, you can you can pitch Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton the same way, and Luke Voigt for that matter. You got to bust them in with the fastball and hit them with a the slider down and away. If you like, if you give Aaron Judge the time to talk to Stanton on the bench, Stanton has a better time. If you put Didi behind Aaron Judge. You, it's not a righty righty matchup anymore. You're not getting three righties in a row, and Didi smashes both right handed and left handed pitching. And just having that, he's a good contact bat in the middle of them. You don't, it, when it's Judge Stanton Voigt, it feels like there's three strikeout possibility at any time. When you put Didi in the mix, at least contact is going to be made, and it just kind of changes the dynamic of the lineup. But that's a little, that's a little in depth. The point I'm trying to make is that Judge is fine. The strikeouts are not necessarily his fault because they're not. He's not getting pitches to hit. Uh, that's just a preposterous take. What the, the strikeouts, strikeouts aren't his fault? Like no, I I'm, get what you're trying to say, but I think you're digging into the analytics a little much on this they're, one. They're the guy's striking out. They're the guy's striking out. If he's not getting pitched, like, the fact you, that he's striking out. The ball in the strike zone. He can hit it. Him the way that he's going to be pitched the whole I year. Get, it's not something I'm concerned that. about. I, I, I get what you're saying. In the long run, you're not concerned, but. At the moment, right now, with the way our lineup looks and what we have, it's concerning. Yeah, because he has to do too much on his own, which is why maybe he's pressing a little. Maybe his two-strike approach is a little off because he's doing no leg kick for two strikes. Maybe he's still adjusting to that, but I really think he's just not seeing good pitches to hit. So even when he is fighting in these counts, he's fighting off bat. He doesn't have a home run yet, which is why we're we're six games into the year. Aaron Judge hasn't hit one out of the park. So it just it's proof that he's not seeing good pitches. Because they almost hit one Monday, right? What's up? One deep uh, right center on Monday, right? Yeah, he's had a couple. He's put good wood on a few. It's just he hasn't gotten one that he muscled out yet. And it, once Stanton comes back and maybe a void starts swinging the bat better, then you know he's going to see a couple more pitches to hit in certain situations. When Hicks is on base, when Hicks comes back and Gardner's on an almost automatic out at the top of the lineup then you have to pitch to judge because you can't risk putting two guys on base for the middle of the lineup, which is going to be awesome. If Hicks could come back and have an OBP of like 400 when he was in uh, it was 2017, I think he had an over 400 OBP. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be fantastic to literally have any one of those guys that are on. Just yeah. to have someone on base in front of Judge, Stanton, and Voigt. And Gary, Just have somebody Gary. still on base besides LeMahieu. Literally anybody else. It's unbelievable. And for somebody else just to move the goddamn runners. Yeah. Well, they don't believe in moving runners. They believe... Actually, Gardner did have a stolen base. Uh, that was Monday he had that stolen base? We were there for that, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was solid. But yeah, I think that's the only steal attempt of the entire year so far. Uh, eh, no, it wasn't. Who else tried to steal? Uh, today. Oh, I listened to the game on the radio today. I oh, didn't get to watch. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Are we done with Tuesday's game? Yeah, let's let's get into Wednesday. Let's get real mad. Let's get real mad. I want to see you mad. Because today, I mean, I don't know what the hell. 18 strikeouts? 18. 18 strikeouts is bad. That's a lot of strikeouts. Pitiful. I think someone was saying it's a record. Like like it was a team record for strikeouts in one game. Because you only get 27 outs in a game. 27 outs. 18 strikeouts. 66%. Preposterous. So yeah, that's not good. But tell me about tell me about this. Uh, well, we'll get we'll talk about the rest of the game. Let's be professional about it. We okay, have to like okay. go through the game in order. We can't just talk about the end of the game and then go back to the starting pitcher. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the rest of the game. You you watch. Tell me. 
I mean, I still can't say this guy's last name. I've seen watching him pitch the past couple. No, Johnny, Johnny lasagna. I call him lasagna, but I, how, how is the, you properly pronounce it? Lysiga. Lysiga. Yeah. All right. So I can say it. We're going to keep calling him lasagna. Calling him lasagna. If you've, if you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're well familiar with the name Johnny lasagna. So we're going to keep sticking with it. There's no casual fans that are just happen to come across this. True. Yeah. We're kind of in the dark web. Oh, uh, yeah. You're in the dark of Yankees Twitter. Yankees Twitter's been a buzz today. Yeah, we'll talk about them in a second, too. Because <laughs> um, they're just morons. Oh, but, yeah. But he he started off fine, but then the fourth inning, everything just fell apart. And it was just, you know. What's that second time through the lineup he, he struggles with? Second time through the lineup, couldn't get people out, walking people. I do think the ump... The um strike zone today was all over the place for him specifically. He was more consistent for the Tigers. It's not really an excuse, but there were definitely calls the Tigers were getting that the Yankees weren't, and that is what it is. But it's just tough when that's not going your way. He's putting people on base. Granted, you know, he only let up one run, which, you know, can't complain about that. But, you know, only four innings of work, but then you got Holder coming in. So it's just it's That's just my biggest tough. At peeve of all time with umpires. I don't care if you have a wide strike zone or you have a small strike zone. Yeah, or your, your strike zone outside, inside, high, low. Just keep it in the same place every time. Yeah. Just tell me where the strike zone is and I will pitch it there. Yeah, it was like right. Those first four innings were kind of miserable. You know, Eliza couldn't get through more than four. Gary had another throwing error on another throw that hit the runner sliding in. And then two low goes down. So there's another person to throw on the IL, and it was just... Are we slightly concerned about Gary Sanchez now that he blocks balls, he can't throw the ball? I had not seen one good throw from him yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. And they talk, They asked Aaron Boone about it in the, the press conference. The other jump. He didn't even need to throw the ball down a second, and he threw it down, and he wasn't even close. Yeah, it's, just, it's a little close. troublesome. That this is on third, and then it's I'm, three attempts, and all three of them have gone wide right. Puts the guy on third, and then I'm pretty positive that was the run that scored. So uh, I don't know. Oh no, because are you talking about in the fourth inning? That was the run that scored. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I know the eighth inning one was a home run off Chad Green, no, which wasn't winning, great to see. Winning one, no, but the run that scored, I'm pretty sure, was tied into the. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. They asked Aaron Boone about it in the press conference, and he said, oh, I think it's an anomaly. We don't think people are going to try to test Gary's arm with this. An anomaly? It's six games, and the guy's done this four times, hasn't he? Yeah, three this times. Just... Three times that he's thrown one wide right. And this was today was clearly they're testing it. They were like, oh, I, I don't know if he can make that throw. That's concerning. You know, that got me. And then, again, the lineup just goes stagnant throughout the rest of the game. And yeah. it's just strikeout, strikeout. And today wasn't even like three up, three down, three up, three down. And it's just like you're looking around, and it's like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills over here. I like, feel like with most of these games, though, all these teams like they've been close at the end. Like they start making a little bit of a run, they start putting some hits line, together. But it's structured is not structured about letting teams hang around. Okay, no. like this the whole purpose the whole purpose of this team is to put runs on the board, and we can't even score more than one run. We're letting these garbage teams hang around with us, and this is what happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be Joe fair— the one off Chad Green, and it goes over the fence. To be fair, yesterday's lineup was not designed for, for scoring a lot of runs at all. The lineup is now, and now we have to change our, we have to change our plan of attack. 
Yep. Like the lineup on opening day is structured. They hit the piss out of the ball, and that's what happened on opening day. We hit the ball all over the ballpark. We still had that lineup on that Saturday and Sunday, though. It's just it it wasn't hitting. There's nothing you can do about it. A stand before Sunday. Was Stan? Stan played Saturday, and that was it. Oh, I I think he played Sunday, and then Monday morning they put him on the IL. I don't. I actually don't remember now if he played Sunday. But yeah. either way, the point being, even when Stanton was in the lineup, he wasn't exactly hitting the ball hard exactly. yet. I'm just saying, having him in the lineup, just there. Yeah, it's it, another guy. That's you what know? you. That's really what you want. the The point yeah. of having a long lineup is that you have to choose who you're going to pitch to. Last year, when the Yankees were at their best, it was because pitchers were attacking Andujar and Glaber in the eight nine hole. And that's the Yankees were winning a lot of games. And most of the year, they were just kind of going 500. And then at the end of the year, or when Glaber first came up, and he was batting ninth and Andujar was batting eighth, pitchers were working around guys like Judge, guys like Stanton, guys like Gary, so that they could pitch to Glaber and Andujar. And Glaber and Andujar were doing damage because they were seeing the good pitches. You have to pitch to someone. Unless you have elite, elite stuff, you have to choose who you're going to let do damage to you. And you have to choose who you're going to put in that situation. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's just now there's just too many holes in the lineup. Too many holes, and now we got a big series coming up with Baltimore. You know, a, a series that you know just last week we didn't think was that going to be that big of a deal. On that, all of a sudden, it's a yeah. big deal. I know Clint's numbers don't look very good, but just watching his approach, two oh, games he oh, looks strong. Let, let me get to Clint. Clint took. A path to a ball today. Again, people may rip me for my take on this one, but it looked like he never played left field a day in his life. No, he's not a good left fielder. He's it not a good defensive outfielder. Unbelievable. Oh, and now we get to the Boone thing. Yeah, okay. do it. Do it. So it's the bottom of the eighth, right? For those who didn't watch the game, for those who watched the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Voigt gets on base. I can't remember if there's one out or two outs, okay? And there's one out. And every person, every logical baseball mind, go, with Gardner not playing today and being on the bench, everyone goes, okay. And voice the DH, by the way. He's not playing first. He's DHing. Stinks. Okay, Gardner's got to come in here to run. In a one-run game, guy on first, bottom of the eighth. He doesn't do that. We get our second out. He waits till after the second out to then bring in Gardner, to which the pitcher on the Tigers, I forget who was in at the time, Throws four pitches in a row. I think it was Jimenez, whatever his name is. Um, oh, the guy who hit Luke Voigt in the hand, and then Luke Voigt turned around and exactly. called him, you, fat, you fucking fat fuck. Yeah, exactly, that guy, who's pretty good, to yeah. his credit. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. stuff. He hit Luke in the hand, though. I don't appreciate that. It's not, that's not the point. Yeah. Um, uh, but then they take Luke out, and they put Brett in with two outs, and they throw over four times. And then on the very next pitch, the guy's first pitch to home, they run, and Brett gets caught stealing. Yeah, you got to know that that's going to be a pitch out because they're clearly the only thing they're paying attention to is you running. Up, they're just ready for it. It's like they know you're like they look like they know you're a pitch. Not they, not a pitch out, but it, I'm, what was it? A high fastball? I can't remember. I was saying, it if was, it's a high fastball, that's a that's a pitch where it's like outside, if I remember correctly. Okay, so but, yeah, they were kind of they were working around so that they could throw it down if they had to. But it was just like, and then you, <laughs> then you leave my boy Greg Bird leading off the ninth inning down one run. Like, That's not great. Bird, Bird, Frazier, Wade Bird, with no, the game on the line with one run to get. Uh, listen, I love Clint Frazier. I think he's going to be really good with regular at bats. But in his second major league game of this year, I don't think, 
I don't think anyone really expected him to produce in in that spot. You're just looking for one home run, and you have Bird and Frazier, who neither one of them has really proven themselves. Bird had one really good home run. Fantastic. I didn't expect him at all to hit a home run and tie the game today. I had zero faith in that. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, that's where we're at now. Um, But you want to talk about Baltimore series coming up quick? Yeah, the one that we're probably going to get swept in because the Baltimore Orioles are the best team that's ever existed. Hopefully we don't get swept. We definitely got to take... Hopefully we can steal one. Yeah, hopefully we can steal one. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, we got to take two or three. Was it a three-game or four-game? Three-game, right? Uh, three-game series, yep. Yeah. So we got to take at least two or three. I mean, ideally, obviously, go for the sweep, but we'll see. I, I mean, I don't want to call it a must-sweep. But I feel like you really like if you don't win two of no, three, there's going to be series. huge concerns. Let's say it must be. You got to win the series. Yeah, you know, because then you, you come get back on track here. And uh, road trips are good for this. Uh, when everyone's home, it's a home you come thing. Out at least four. You come out uh, four and five at that point. You know, so it's not closer to five hundred. So I mean, obviously with a sweep, it'd be great. But yeah, it's we'll just see. I like I like when a struggling team goes on a road trip. I know the road games are te- are typically harder to win, but if you're struggling at home, you really need like those road trips can be a huge bonding experience yeah, for the, the team. You've got nowhere to go, but with each other. What's up? The change of scenery will help. Who knows? Change of scenery. Yep. Just the, camaraderie, the, plane the, ride. Bur- the burden falls. Now the starting pitching has got to keep it up. We need somebody out of Clint Wade and Talkman to produce. Just give us and, something. All three of them. Just give me give me a couple hits this and series. Boyd, Bird, and Gary to start doing something. And it's just, I mean, Gary's been playing pretty well, but still. They I mean, really they need to pick up the load is the thing. Yeah. Like, they, they need to put more of the load on their so backs because. Dangerous so that Judge can start seeing pitches. Yeah. Probably. Even if Judge isn't going to see pitches, just become dangerous so that they pitch around you too. Yep. Just get on base. Somebody. I mean. Just make the lineup deeper. Get yep. on base. Get hits. Drive in runs, change your approach. Don't. It's not a home run or bust. It can't be a home run or bust. I think Luke Voigt is just going home run or bust at this point because the way he's swinging, it looks like he's trying to launch the ball to his home state of Missouri. So he's from Missouri, right? He looks like a guy that'd be from Missouri, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, he, he just he wants to send it back to the AAA affiliate of of St. Louis. Hey, hey look at me now. Yeah, Last exactly. balls in the Yankees. Uh, we're gonna see Paxton Happ and Herman. I, I want to see Hap have a good start, at least a quality start. See him get back on track. Paxton, what do they call him? Big the Big Maple. The Big Maple. Yep, he's Canadian. Nickname that is. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, Paxton is he's built for the Bronx. This is a guy who got attacked by a bald eagle. A bald eagle just flew at him, and he was like, "No, nah, just please, sir, back off of me." Yeah, it didn't Completely even come. Believable. He actually he addressed that on an interview in R two C two. And I think it was Ruko asked him what he was thinking about when that eagle came, and he was just looking in the eyes, and he was like, "Oh fuck, this eagle's coming after me!" And he was like, oh, "If I run right now, it's gonna kill me. I just have to stand here and hope it doesn't murder me." That was it. It wasn't some like great feat of bravery where it was like, "Oh look, I'm one with nature. This eagle is my friend." Like, I like no, my side is way better. Yeah, no, I'm gonna keep telling our side, but that is the truth of what happened, according nope. to him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nope, I, re- I reject the truth. I'm going to keep going with my own. I reject your reality and substitute my own. There you go. Baltimore is going to pitch out Christian Alex Wilkinson. Cobb. Oh, yeah. Baltimore's pitching Alex Cobb. Uh, he was supposed to start opening day for them. 
and they're going to pitch two TBDs, according to MLB.com, which means probably bullpen days. And I don't like that. Alex Cod stinks. I'm pretty sure we can get to him for easily. But the bullpen after days the, are after weird. these past games, I don't trust anything, though. Yeah. I think the Yankees lineup is specifically at a disadvantage against bullpen games. Because of our all, like our all or nothing approach is just, it's built for seeing a pitcher a second or third time through the lineup. If you're only going to see these pitchers once, then how are you supposed to get a rhythm down? How are you supposed to drive a ball if your approach is that hit or miss? Yeah, that poses a lot of problems. But again, I have very little to say on the upcoming series. Just got to win it. I want to sweep. I'll take two or three. I think if you don't win the series, then we're going to have some more concerns. If uh, we don't, if we come back after these next two series and we lose both of them, uh, I'm going to be a little more than shook for sure. I'll say, especially if we lose the first three series of the years uh, to bad teams, maybe the two worst teams in the MLB because we can't hit with runners in scoring position. That's going to be an issue. That's going to be a big issue. And it's going to be something we talk about for the entire year. Anytime they don't score with a runner in scoring position, someone's going to bring it up on Yankees Twitter. Like, this team fucking sucks. Get the analytics department out of the dugout. Fire Boone. Fire Sanchez. Fire Hal. Just everybody. Fire the owner, please. Uh, around the league, Jacob DeGrom might be the greatest pitcher of all time. I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. No, it's an absolute stud. Oh, yeah. I think today was uh, they put up a stat that he had 30 consecutive starts at three or less earned runs. I think today was 31, which is just an absurd amount. It's just an absurd number. It was either the 30th or the 31st. They almost blew it for him today in typical Mets fashion. Yeah. Well, the bullpen, Mets bullpen, it's always going to be an issue. It was Gazelman. Gazelman came in, let up four runs, and they had to bring in Diaz. It was all in the ninth, right? All in the ninth. Uh, so Familia had a clean eighth, and then they brought in Gazelman. And then they had to burn Diaz. Like, we need, just need someone to put this fire out, so they burned Diaz. Yeah, because it was only 4 nothing. Yeah. And they have their home opener, and it's an early game tomorrow. I don't think you have Diaz available tomorrow. 4 nothing going to the top of the ninth, and then they scored two more runs. Yep. So they didn't need to bring in Diaz, so they bring in Gazelman. And there was no, what was no, the final score? 6-4. Six, six, okay, so it was, guy on, it was a guy on second. And uh, Granderson flew out the left end of the game. And oh, it was man. a hard-hit ball. He tracked it down. But Grandy man. Grandy man can. But he's a stud. Their home opener is tomorrow. So if anyone's going to that, that should be a blast. Um, I can't wait to see the Marlins trade everyone. But don't understand why they had a 6 o'clock start in Miami today with a 1 o'clock game tomorrow. In yeah, Boston. I don't love that. So that doesn't make any sense to me. And... Yep, one ten start. Yep, that doesn't make any sense to me. So good job, Major League Baseball, on that one. Continuing to be just non-existent. Just, yeah. Just so distouched with everything. Or I don't even know that's the Do right. Do you think word. the Yankees yeah. would be able to beat the Marlins? At this rate, uh, probably be close. Probably be an extra inning game. Yeah. I'd really hate to see Starling Castro be the one to play baseball right now, which no one saw coming. So that's good for them. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like them to be good deep in the year because it's not it's New York baseball isn't as much fun when the Mets have been out of it since June it's just like we're making fun of them but it's they're making fun of themselves like, yeah exactly it hurts though it's not as much fun to make fun of somebody when they're also making fun of themselves. yes exactly um but if you want to keep it with the NL East our boy Bryce Harper returned to Washington yesterday and it didn't go great to start nope 
then they booed him. the greatest bat flip of all time occurred. Oh, he shoved it right down their throat, and I loved every second of it. Bat flip DC into oblivion. That if city, there's like no longer the capital. Philadelphia is the new capital. If you didn't like that bat flip, then you have a giant dump in your pants, and you are wrong with baseball. What's wrong with fuck, baseball? Fuck, okay, I'm going on a rant. Hold on. Fuck you right. if you don't like bat flips. Yeah, go ahead. Fuck you if you don't like bat flips. It is fun. Bat flips is the absolute peak of emotion in baseball, and that's why we love the game of baseball. You want that excitement. You want to see a home run. You want to see the best player in the game go back to his hometown that you want to see them boo him, and you want to see him hit a goddamn dinger and then shove it down their throats. You want to see him walk out to right field the next inning and do his bow thing because you know what? The Phillies fans in Nationals Park, they're louder. They're having more fun. And it's absurd that old men on Twitter and Facebook and just any way that they can get their message out, oh, that's not the way the game should be played. you got to show some respect. You just put your head down, you trot the bases. That's why you play the game of baseball with some with the dignity. They just really respect your opponent. No, fuck you. Have some fun. It's and I hate and I'm sorry. I, was, I, I, I don't have a good old man voice. That was just I don't know. I got really mad off the cuff there. I'm pretty I'm pretty upset still. I feel like I feel like I can talk about bat flips for about seven hours. Fucking love bat flips. I, yep. just, I threw it towards the Nationals dugout too. Oh man. Philadelphia is the new capital of the union again. Bring it back. What else we got here? Okuna getting extended, right? Oh yeah, he got burned up. A deal that you could dream of though, if you're the Braves. Oh, fantastic deal. You're talking about for them. If he if he hits all the options, you're talking about having this guy locked up till 32 at what, like 17.4 a year. Like that's one of the most affordable contracts. Eight hundred million dollar extension worth a max of 10 years, 124. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a fantastic signing for them. Acuna is going to get paid. This is another one of those extensions that makes me think maybe the CBA will get worked out. Because it looks like owners and players are both willing to compromise. Players are taking less money on their deals, and owners are kind of stretching on the years. It seems, and they're kind of, they're throwing service time out the window. Yep. Because you could have you could have Acuna's in his second year pre arbitration, so he's not getting paid shit. He wasn't going to get paid shit this year. He wasn't going to get paid shit next year. Then he's going to go to arbitration and probably still not get paid shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but uh, that's the trend that we've been seeing. Hopefully that means that the CBA will get worked out if everyone's continuing to work on this. Um, but it's a great deal for the Braves. Acuna's a great talent, so I just hope it works out. Hopefully he stays healthy. I hope they extend Albies, too. It'd be nice to see all these teams just have a core that sticks. Yep. Kind of doing the opposite of what basketball is doing. Yeah, where all the players are just on the move every single year. Uh, the Red Sox also stink. That's good to see. Yeah, we kind of touched on that. I mean, no, nothing real more to say about that. I don't think that the Yankees and the Sox especially stinks, which is very happy. It makes me very happy. Yep. Uh, but I, again, they're a really good team. So are the Yankees. I don't think both these teams are going to be bad for much longer. So not really going to celebrate on it too much. Again, six games in. So we'll see how it keeps going. Yeah. Uh, the Twins look like they might be able to give Cleveland a run for their money. Yeah, that's been kind of shocking. Um, we'll see how the the Mets are actually playing them upcoming next week, too. So that'll be kind of interesting to watch, kind of get them in our time zone, see them on TV. Um, but that's shocking. But I still think Cleveland's going to win that division. I still think they're going to run away with it. But we'll see. Again, there's surprises depends, every year. It depends on Lindor's health, I yeah. think. There's surprises every year. So, again, the Central, I don't think... 
I mean, I think the West is probably weaker than the Central, but the Central I don't think is really that deep either. You know, I think obviously with the Red Sox, Yankees residing in the East, and then you know the Blue Jays and the Rays and the Blue I mean, Jays. Might be good when Vlad comes up. Yeah, the Blue Jays might be good. The Rays might be good. So who knows anymore, right? I but think again, the Rays are good. I think the Rays are almost a lock for like, let's say within five games, the second tough. wild card. It's tough. I mean, it's again only six games in. It's tough to see. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but again, um, anything could really happen. The Twins. I mean, the Twins are young, so that's good to see that they're actually competing out there in the Central. Have they played Cleveland yet? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. Let's take a I look. Think so. I don't think they have. I don't know if they've done any divisional games yet. I can't remember. But um, again, six games in, good start from them. Oh, how did we but not mention? How did we not mention that Terry Francona got an extension? I don't know. It just kind of seemed appropriate. I figured he'd be on the way out. That's a hot, that's always been a hot really? take of mine. Yeah, after they after they blew the lead against the Yankees in the playoffs, and then last year they got worked. I kind of figured that this year he'd be kind of on the hot seat, and they just extended him. So it goes to show what I know about baseball. I mean, it's not really his fault they got worked. The ownership's just not willing to put an offense on the field. Like they got their pitchers, and they're like, "Well, you have Lindor and Ryan. What more do you need?" I understand that, but most of the time they always go GM then coach, and they haven't really fired anybody. So I guess. Maybe they're just really self-aware. Really self-aware? A professional baseball team? You don't yeah. say. Uh, okay, Minnesota opened up with Cleveland. They won 9-3. Uh, they lost 2-1. I think they won that series, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's see. What was the first game? First game, they won 2-0. Okay, so they won. they went 2-1 in that series against Cleveland. And that's yeah. that's without Francisco Lindor, though. Still nine three again. It's good. I think we're set up for a real exciting year of baseball if this continues. So we'll see. But again, early. It's April. Yeah. yeah. Manny Machado also hit his first home run as a Padre. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Everyone's real upset that we don't have him now that Anduar is down. Fuck that. Can't predict it. Oh, that's why we signed Tulo Lemayhu, but then Tulo went down. So I guess that kind of backfired too. Oh, well, you can't predict that. It's whoops. Whoops. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, come back next week. See you guys later. Be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabonds. Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio. Stay Right through the very heart of it. New York. New York I want to wake up In a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little towns